Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. was when I said to Jim, Mayor Eric Adams, he said, who is that? And I was like, exactly. Mayor. Oh, what? Well, it's not like Louis B. Mayor. It's an, <laughs> it's a title, not a name. I'm like, no, he's a rapper. Mayor Eric Adams. <laughs> he crushed close to a hundred um, illegal dirt bikes in a show, in like a real performative show of like, we're cleaning up the streets. And he got a bulldozer and he bulldozed over almost a hundred dirt bikes. Well, first he borrowed a checkered flag from Mariah Carey's Twitter video and then waved it. I'm like, what? I I was like, what is happening? And then he runs, he bulldozes them over. And then I'm looking at him like, wait a minute. There are like five different varieties and there's two that are missing from that the wreckage, because there are some that look like, like Mr. Freeze's vehicle in Batman Forever. Like it lights up and like, it, that's what I was talking about. Like last weekend, these things like light up and you're like, what is coming towards me? Yeah, they help because with like I'm LED. Yeah. And, um, but I didn't see those, but I saw like what, you know, you know, some of whatever he's doing, but maybe he should do now is train the police to ticket people before there's a murder. A uh, no mass kidding. Murder. Well, I, it almost it makes me wonder how they're catching these things. And like I said on one of the pods, one of the previous pods is if I were working for the police, I'd just put out like chains, spiked chains or like a whole yeah. bunch of nails or tacks straight mm-hmm. up to try to like pop the wheels. Uh I, so I don't know how you catch something like that. A. But just a giant net. But you know what these dirt bikes are? They're the dirt bikes from the movie Lost Boys. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Totally a key for Sutherland. That guy from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, like riding on one of those angry ass, noisy, shitty dirt bikes. And there's a part of me that was like, ooh, as he's crushing them with a bulldozer, I'm like, that seems wasteful. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, because I hate that dirt bike. They're taking over the streets. It's so Ugh. much worse, by the way, in upper New York, New York City. I feel like in Harlem, the Bronx, it's so much worse. Like we're not even seeing a, a fraction of how really? bad it is. Yes. Because they you, say that it's all out? day, every day. I'm in the projects. I'm with the people. They were doing all these interviews and they said that it happens like all throughout the day up there. That's awful. I know. So Mayor... That's a title. Mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, is crushing all of the maybe, dirt bikes. Maybe that's where they're catching them up there because there's too much down here to regulate. You think they got these big Cirque du Soleil nets? I hope so. I hope so, too. Like an Acme net? Yeah, and it's elastic, and then it just blasts them backwards up towards 120th Street. You're just sitting there trying to have, like, your tacos, and you're like, isn't this really, what the fuck? And a giant, like, motorcycle <laughs> lands on your face. Um, so so to, to recap, I feel like I just saw you two seconds ago, but a couple things mm-hmm. have happened. Uh, me and young James finally saw Jurassic Park. And? The final, or Jurassic World, sorry. Okay. Solid C. Oh. 
I mean, because all the originals are back. Laura Uh Dern, Sam, one of the Sams. I always say like Sam Harris, Sam, all the Sams are interchangeable in my mind. Uh, Famous Sams. And um, Jeff Goldblum. All the dinosaurs. All the dinosaurs are back. And let me tell you what. That's the funniest part. The funniest part is them referencing anything that happened in any other movie. And there's there's some some footage of a kid being chased by a dinosaur, which is, I laughed so hard. And we're in the movie theater. And you know, it's like, people are back now. So you're just seated by families. Like me and young James are just two people, but we're in a row of four. And we got Mm. seated next to a mother and daughter. And the daughter was like, I don't know, six years old. And there's literally a girl who looks almost identical to her getting chased by a dinosaur on the screen. And I am laughing hysterically. Did Bryce Dallas Howard run in high heels again? I swear to God. You know what? That was the only thing making her legitimate. I've never wanted to reach through a screen and punch somebody, but that's her. The only thing that she was right in was the help. I agree. In the village, she was a blind girl who I didn't know was blind for half of the movie. Half of the movie. All of a sudden they were like, well, she can't see. And I was like, what? Because she's making <laughs> eye contact with everybody around her while they're talking. <laughs> you are terrible. Your father is lucky. Uh, you know, I almost said Squidgy Howard. What, what, Ronnie Howard, but he was mm-hmm. in, um, what's it called? What was the, Happy Days. He was in Happy yeah. Days. She's very lucky her father was in Happy Days. And it's afforded her a career. I do not know why they cast her in this. And she's stealing my haircut. Well, and they always, I always confuse her with uh, Jessica Chastain. Oh no, don't you dare confuse them. Jessica Chastain, she has, she has a cleft chin. She has an, an, a chin ass, but also she's very good. Jessica Chastain is very good. And Bryce Dallas Howard is very ungood. Ungood. But, but, you know, here's the thing. They had a lot of dinosaurs. I was very entertained. You know, so that's why I say solid C. It it, it was entertaining enough. Did any of the dinosaurs, was there like a a musical montage where they're like, hey, let's go get these kids. And they're like, then they like turn around and like Michael Feinstein's in the back and (laughs) like 88 keys. You know what? They could have gone. Tap solo. They could have gone the Gremlins 2 route, and they chose not to. So I appreciate them for that. But there was um, a, a use of, of a very tired B.D. Wong that was very entertaining to me. So I guess that's as gay as it gets. So B.D. Wong is sake. back at, he's like, I don't know how I got back here. Even B.D. Wong, you know, like, I, like I've joked about, I have a joke about like this... <sighs> Why do they keep going to the park? And how do they keep getting parks? And I would have loved it if this next movie started with them explaining to a bank why they're a good candidate for a business loan. I would I would love that. I can't even have a house. And these people are like... But that's what I'm I saying. <laughs> it's like the interest rates are so high. 90% of America cannot get a house. And yet Jurassic Park is like, you know what? Here's the thing. <sighs> We need $4 trillion to build a park, but this park ate 2,568 people. That we know of. Those are COVID deaths. Right. So it's not accurate, but. Yes, but sir, we gave you that loan. And then all of a sudden you didn't tell, you didn't tell us about the pterodactyls 
and then the pterodactyl showed up and then they drowned that girl and then they brought her back to life and then they drowned her again. Yeah, and but we the- killed it with another dinosaur because we believe in killing dinosaurs with other dinosaurs. Yeah, but then another dinosaur ate her. Exactly. Dinosaurs killing dinosaurs. This I mean, was our plan the whole time. I mean, I just And we had see. Samuel Jackson, but he lost his arm. That was, we understand that on paper that looked bad. There's a Margaritaville. In the, what? In the new. In the movie? No. Well, there was a Margaritaville in the one before. There was? Yes. Fully. I'm pretty sure people were eating Dippin' Dots while they're getting eaten by a T-Rex. I love the fact that there is a uh, a Margaritaville retirement community. No. Yes, Not in is. real life. No. And for real life. So like all those it's, people that you see Florida? at the concerts. I don't know. Okay, go on. People you see at so the concerts? All the people that you see at the concerts that, you know, have you know, have been, you know, sunburned for the majority of their life <laughs> with, with their Ed Hardy T shirts and then the oh. the Hawaiian shirts and they all, you know. When you paint a picture, you paint drinks. it vivid. Yes, exactly. And there's yeah. a Margaritaville community. Will somebody please explain to me the popularity of that song? I have no idea. You know, the weird part was, is that in my prom, like going to the proms and going to the semi-formals and stuff like that, everybody would freak out over two songs like, yes, Margaritaville and Pretty Woman. And I'm like, we're, you totally guys, it's the it's say. like the '90s. Why are we doing this? Shouldn't you be more excited about Natalie Merchant coming on than Margaritaville? <laughs> well, let's be honest. No one at a prom is like, "Oh my God, that song about teenage suicide." Is so good. <laughs> nobody at Mar- nobody at a prom <laughs> is like, "Do you have any Ten Thousand Maniacs? Do you have any Cranberries?" Maybe me. I was that girl at the prom because the guy that I went to one of the proms with who was two years older than me was goth and we went in a hearse. Uh, no. <laughs> what did, what did uh, you think? Was... Eddie Munster? <laughs> oh my God. It's a true story. What the hell did your parents say? Uh... Your ride's here, or... Uh, you know what? I think you're going to a funeral. <laughs> we don't have a moth report this week, but the next time we do one, you can ask her about Brian, the goth guy. Because then I got all goth, and it was like I did the high school thing where I was like, I should change to look like he looks. And so That's I shaved half idea. my head. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Not and the... I dyed the other half maroon. Oh, so you Demi Lovato'd yourself. Yes, I was ahead of the curve. Right. You're like, I no longer want to be part of Disney. I can sing and whistle through my <laughs> vagina. And now I'm edgy. I have black nails. I've shaved half of my, my hair. I have a heroin addiction. Like a... I've gone full out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't mind me. I might be a lesbian. I might not be a lesbian. I'll just be over here eating the head off this squirrel. I'll be fine. <laughs> I, don't see what the, I don't see what the problem is. This bat sandwich is delicious. Yeah, what so- day is it? March 13th. Oh. <laughs> All this is to say is I don't know the appeal of Margaritaville. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will never. I've gone to one of those concerts. Did those you really? Concerts. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, this should be fun. And then you get there and you're like, this is embarrassing. This is like everyone's parent. Like my parents, of course, like 
you know, they were on, you know, the, the Model T line, you know, like that, that's how long they've been alive. <laughs> and then my friend's parents are that age were like, Jimmy Buffett's amazing. And so then they're at the concert. And then you're like, this something's wrong. So I'm missing a group of parents here because I don't want those parents and mine have invented fire. So there needs to be, there's too many of these children that my parents have. How'd so your parents meet? The- my father hit her over the head with a club, dragged her by the hair back into his cave. Wait, but you know what I picture with a Jimmy Buffett concert? And you can f- confirm this. I yeah. see everyone in a field. I see middle-aged white men, overweight, wearing um, like long board shorts, board shorts, and uh, flip-flops. And everybody brings their own cooler. Everybody's way into saying the word koozie and putting a beer in a koozie. Like, yeah, thick necks. I don't know. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, it's a lot like that. It's a lot like... It's a lot like uh, any video of anyone going on a trip to Hawaii. But yet Hawaii is just in the middle of Green Bay. Well, except for when me and my jewels went to Hawaii on our uh, honeymoon. And Mm. I'll send you the video of this. I don't know if I ever told you this. So my jewels, this is back when we had those weird, there was like a weird vertical phone that was trending. I mean, a camera that was trending that you could take videos on. This is like right before phones became videos, became you know, blood testers became, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you could check your saliva, D- DUI, breathalyzers. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, we went, he took video of like the whole time that we were on our honeymoon. And I took a surfing lesson in the Hanalei Bay of Kauai. Very excited. I was all about the surfing lesson, right? So Hanalei Bay. Hanalei. I get paired up because you can't just do a one-on-one, right? You have to be part of a group. It's me and two children under the age of 10. I would have drowned the both of them or myself. (laughs) So it's like the middle of the week. These two kids are taking a surfing lesson with me. And I have an all-white bathing suit because you know what? I'm on my honeymoon and I'm Uh. precious and I'm a bride. So I have an all-white bathing suit. Wow, that is bold. Two-piece. I know, next level. And so his pa- their parents are watching them take this class. And then there's Jim, who's watching me take the class. So then, you know, they teach you on sand first, and then you're like, let's go out and try it in the water. So we go out and try it in the water. And I am sending you this video, Patty. It is priceless. So when you're on the surfboard, you have to push yourself up to stand up, but you're always like pushing up, pushing up. And every time I did, I was like pushing my pelvic bone into the surfboard. It was like painful. It's exhausting. So I'm like, ah, but I'm pushing myself up because, you know, no ab strength, whatever. Sure. At that time. And I keep doing it. He's got all this video footage, pushing, pushing, pushing. And then at the end of it, I go over, we're talking to his, to the parents of the kids who took the class and, oh yeah, isn't that great? Whatever. And I'm just standing there in my white bathing suit, having a full on conversation with strangers, with their children sitting next to us. We go back later and we watch the video footage of me surfing. And because of this surfboard and how it was built and the color that was on it and whatever coating was on it, every time I pushed myself up and my pubic bone shoved onto the surfboard, 
It scuffed the front of my white bathing suit black. So it looked like I had a huge 1970s bush that you could see through the white bathing suit when it got wet. And when we saw the footage of me walking out of the water with a big black mark on my crotch, it looked like I was I was with the Manson crew. Like it, it was it was substantial. And it was very- like, so you're a real redhead? Yeah. Well- <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the carpets. Do they match the drape? Totally, totally. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually we have blinds. What is- <laughs> Actually we got linoleum in. Black linoleum. <laughs> Your kids did a great job, honey. Get away. I was talking to them with like my hands on my hips, like my pelvis jutted out in this white bathing suit, cocky as all hell. I was like, you know, that was a really great surf out there. I haven't had a surf like that since 1973, you know, back before they shaved. (laughs) Who waxes these days? (laughs) I'm surprised you had a white bathing suit. I'd like it if like you turned around. And what you didn't know is like there was also like a Snickers that was on the board. So you sat <laughs> on it and you turn around and they're like, oh, couldn't be worse than that woman that doesn't shave her bush. Oh, God, she shit her pants. A Snickers on the board. Because you know what? <laughs> that would be me. Full oh, out Snickers. Satisfy you. <laughs> Snickers really satisfies your ass. Oh, my God. You know what satisfies me? Articles. Articles Should we do this and shit? our topic du jour. I'm very excited to say welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Leonardo DiCaprio. And I'm Andrew McArdle. Oh, and we're coming to you from the Maha Arbor and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Maybe he's choking on our topic today. I'm choking on my topic because it's a pretty intense topic. But, you know, you're going to hear about this in a second because our topic this week, like all weeks, well, hey, really, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're we're multiplying them by four and raising them to the power of three plus Y to the third power plus Z to the third power equals K. Being all the numbers from one to 100 is a diophantine equation that sometimes is known as the summing of three cubes oh Oh, we're just reading their articles damn it that's what we do this week all weeks every damn week so follow us on your social medias at dear pot official on your insta your twitter your face we have a website dearpotofficial.com you can binge every last episode there but really really you should be doing that on itunes where you can rate review and subscribe because the more you do that the higher our ratings get and the more that they people want to listen to us, you know? And then more people want to email us, dearpotofficial at gmail.com. Send us your advice questions and we will answer one right here on the air every week. Check out our YouTube page, a YouTube, a dearpotofficial. <laughs> and finally, a YouTube. a YouTube. That's if I was British, if I were Cockney. Yeah, a YouTube. That'd be like if the Brits won the war. I'd be saying, check out me, T-Peach, father. And then check out our Patreon page, but that's if the French one. Patreon.com slash Dear Pot Official, where for a three, a fear, a fear, 
affair. Hey. Here's where we're at. For a mere three or five dollars every month, you can become a subscriber, get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week, and feel free to harass me for wearing a white bathing suit on my honeymoon. <laughs> now, because we are in the summer, last week's episode was cake. We figured let's stick with this little sexy food theme, and this week's episode is our theme is hot dogs. Oh, is that a wiener in your bunny? You're just happy to see me. Oh, oh no bun, just the wiener. Remember that that story I told you? I don't know, like ten, fifteen episodes back about the random barbecue I went to in Michigan, where with a bunch of strangers. Don't go to a barbecue with strangers, first of all. There's nothing weirder than trying to eat a hot dog around someone you don't know. You want to eat a hot dog in the safety of your own home. You don't want to be yeah. judged for how you're swallowing that thing. That or a banana. Yeah. But there's also nothing elegant about a hot dog. And you can't eat it with a fork and knife. But that guy who, remember at the Michigan barbecue that kept calling it a wiener? Yes. Because I think it was like a, a local thing, like a colloquialism, as the kids uh-huh. call it. You grew up saying hot dog. Please tell me you grew up saying hot dog. Yeah, no, I never. The only time I said wiener was to be funny. What do you My call like, it's a hot like dog. Coke then? If it's actually Coke, it's Coke. Okay. What do you call it in general? Do you say soda? You say I think pop? I always just said Coke. Thank you. Like, oh. Okay. So this confirms my belief that Chicago and Boston run closer to each other than I think. My sister says soda. Nope. I've always said Coke. Same. And, you know. All of it is Coke unless it's ginger ale. Like I call it by its brand name, not by its general name. Uh, even if it's Pepsi, we're still calling it Coke at my house. Same. You know, we is never it- said soda. We didn't do pop. I would never do pop, but you're in the area of the world where it could dangerously walk close to pop. I agree. I agree. I'm glad I you agree. didn't give in. I didn't. You didn't. I Are you a hot dog eater? Do you like the wieners? Uh, do you like do you like chugging wieners? Uh, yeah, I like to wrestle one down every now and again. You know, <laughs> just kind of. Okay, here's a question. You're at a barbecue. You know how when you go to a barbecue. You eat an amount that you would never eat on your own. It's the same right. thing with when you go out to dinner and you eat like a whole loaf of bread beforehand. But it's you go to like someone's barbecue and you're like, you know what? I'll have two hamburgers and a hot dog and some potato salad and some macaroni salad and some regular salad and some mm-hmm. corn on the cob. You know what? Throw another hot dog on there. Why yeah, with the no, hamburgers and the hot dogs? I don't know if it's like a celebratory thing, like everyone has been like working all day or they've been in the sun or they're massively dehydrated or they just came back from Everest or they just (laughs) murdered their wife and they're, you know, still to be born baby or something. But it is, you get there and you're like, you know what, I'm definitely, I'm going to, you know what food combination I'm going to have, I'm going to have this hot dog, which my body has not processed well in well over five years. I'm going to do a side of the potato salad, which has course dairy in it some baked beans because some asshole always thinks like that's always fun oh yeah that's my family event. Yeah. right yeah. like yeah that's fun hey how you, how's it going over there what are you doing <laughs> nothing i'm just <laughs> just uh wow are oh, you you definitely had the beans that's for people who can't afford fireworks right yeah absolutely they're like that's we can't swing a whole display but if we put out the baked beans you know that's that's to test everyone who's wearing white jeans that day <laughs> 
<laughs> let's see. Let's see what. Me and my white bathing suit. Let's see how she does. <laughs> Give that girl some baked beans. Oh my God! Yeah. So, I but like the idea of multiple hamburgers and multiple hot dogs. It happens at every barbecue I think I've ever been to, and and I'm not excluded from this except i'll do like a veggie burger um i don't think anyone has the right to serve any kind of vegan burger or hot dog because i don't think they know how to cook it a b i have had a hot dog i haven't been to a barbecue recently because now i because i know my body it's kind of like oh i can have 17 cupcakes or pieces of cake in this kid's birthday party won't affect (gasps) me it does wait you do that like you'll you'll eat just in bulk i don't know why but yeah. Yeah, but at a barbecue, your brain shuts off and is like, I'm going to need five hot dogs, you know? Mm-hmm. Because Correct. I don't know if it's because someone else is doing it. I don't, I don't believe in ch- chicken at a barbecue. I don't believe when, when people like cook half a chicken on a barbecue, I, I can't. I don't do boned things anyway, but I will do veggie burgers, vegan burgers, turkey burgers, stuff like that. There's something about when people do cook chicken because I don't trust how they cook chicken. So oh, I'm like, I know, yes. I know I'm going to get sick. It will be pink inside no matter how long you keep it on that barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It is the artist known as pink. So let's do some articles about hot dogs. I really needed your guidance on this. It was very hard for me. These hot dogs yeah. are so hard. This is a hard wiener. Let me tell you uh, Let what. me tell you, it's wieners are so elusive over here, but go ahead. Give me I also wiener. don't like the smell of pulling a wiener out of its package because that smell is like, it's like a open, it's like a wet open sore when you pull the bandaid off. And there's a texture that's slick, like, mm-hmm. remember the slip and slide? Yes. It had that same sort of, like, you can't, nobody can grip it. It just slides out of your hands. So that's I also hot dog. don't like biting into a hot dog because it's like you bit into like, like a condom. Yeah, like there's a snap. There's a snap I don't involved. Like, nope. I don't like it when my food snaps back. Tell me about it. <laughs> okay, so this is from the Abilene Reporter News, Abilene, Texas, February 25th, 1975. Dear Abby, when I come home after work, I don't expect an elaborate meal, but I do expect to eat. The other evening, my wife put put two hot dogs and some potato chips on a plate. That was all. She called it dinner. This has happened before, and I told her that this is not my idea of a meal. Is it yours? Signed, Underfed in Connecticut. Ah! Dear Underfed. F off. No. No. Tell her again, but next time be more specific. Tell her what your idea of a meal is. Now, hey, I'm sure this woman has Quit like, your bitching. <laughs> at least you got something. Yeah. B. That is 100% a meal in our family because my father does. That's the only thing he knows how to make. That and the shittiest macaroni and cheese you've ever seen. And Why he, is it? Is it very liquidy? He over milks it. Yeah, he, he didn't just... know what he was doing. But he, he will boil hot dogs. He won't even grill. He'll boil. That's what my mom used to do. We used to have boiled hot dogs. Is this a generational thing? It must be because I, that because when someone gave me a grilled hot dog, I'm like, what is I, this? That's a game changer because yeah. I I'll I mean I'm not a I'm not a wiener eater, 
but <laughs> sure. well, it, you've got to grill the fuck out of something for me to eat it. It's got to be a uh-huh. hockey puck. It has to be charred. It has to be an entirely different color on the outside than it is on the inside. Of course. You know, but yeah, in my family, and I think this is a generational thing, it was like, oh, we only, in our day, we only had fire and water and, and that was it. And that's how we knew how to cook things. We didn't know that you could just do it without the water. There must, there must be something where there, because my mom's like, well, you can always boil chicken. I'm like, what now? I boil chicken for the littles when they're sick. I boil chicken for a long time for myself, and I would eat it. I'm like, this must be what prison food is like. This is awful. <laughs> it's like you've been preparing yourself for the who's gal this whole time. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like preparing this really strange white meat that is now so freaking dry. Oh. And then... My mom makes these boiled hot dogs. And then when I saw that, like, Plumper's commercial, remember Plumper's hot dogs? No. What's plumpers. a plumper? It's a pl- it's a hot dog, and it's called Plumper's because they plump on the grill. And then they're, <gasps> at the both ass spread open Are when they're kidding? ready, when they're That's cooked. That's disgusting. That's when you know that you've got a plumper. First of also, all, so it's called a It's plumper. basically, it's a, it's a grower and a shower because <laughs> it's six inches long and then explodes and it's real thick. You're like... <gasps> I don't know if I can take that. And then, well, let me see if you can take it now. And you put it on the grill and you're like, I don't think I can take that wiener. Plumpers also sounds like a gay bar. <laughs> Probably. I wonder if they even have plumpers. You anymore. have to open plumpers. I see a, like a branding opportunity here that you're missing oh out on. Oh my God. I'd love to open up a gay bar. But you have to, you have to spell it P-L-U-M-P-R-S. You got to take the E out to make it quirky like Tinder oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Fuddruckers. Something like that. Oh, God, no, not Fuddruckers. <laughs> I'm still traumatized by going to Fuddruckers. Who isn't? The only reason like have... <laughs> that name existed what? was so that, like, high school kids could pick up the phone who worked there and said, Run, fuckers. I mean, Fuddruckers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Disgusting. Plumpers, would you like to open up a gay bar? I think I would, but I want it to be, like, as much as I'd like to have like a classy gay bar, I think I want something that's gonna number one make it tons of money, yeah, and then just be so like irreverent. Like it's called plumpers, and like the bathroom is like, oh, where are the restrooms? Oh, the shitters, and it's like there's like 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 a like a it's not even like a, a well designed bathroom. It's like just a series of outhouses. Oh, I like this. But again, you know? every word you'll have a name for everything, but the e will be missing from all of it. Like so, shitters. Right. Yeah, Sh- yeah, yeah, shitters. And when you go inside, it's like it's just like a starry night, and then you just hear like crickets and stuff. So you're like, what the fuck am I? And then every now and again, like a, a lone banjo. Ah! So you don't want to stay in there very long. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) You're about creating all Then some other guy's like, this is my kind of shitter. (laughs) (laughs) See, we got something for everyone at Plumpers. (laughs) Right? Come to Plumpers. Bend over and grab your ankles. Welcome to Plumpers. I'd go. I'd totally be. You know what I'd be? I'd be a hostess at Plumpers. I'd have to give myself a nice bouffant, you know, like a bump it. Yeah. Would you hire me? Wait, isn't there, there's a little more to love and a plumper and a little more plumper to love. Wow, that, that is so from? specific. I don't know how you pulled that out of the ether. I don't know. It, you know what? It just came through me. 
like a good plumper does. Well, but just that's right <laughs> it just gently <laughs> arrives. It just, are you, it just um, kind of presented are, itself. Did this have a commercial? A plumpers? Yeah, because it sounds like what you just said was part of a commercial. Well, I didn't just make it up on the spot. Of course, it's commercial. Whatever happened to Dubuque Plumpers? This was in 2015, so I don't know if Plumpers survived the pandemic, but if you're out there, send us a Plumper. Hey, you know what? If Vianetta (laughs) could happen, I'm just saying. There's something for everyone. You know what else is for everyone? An article. Oh, no, wait. Are you looking up Plumpers? Of course. So just so you know, they have an Asian child eating a hot dog with uh, 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 chopsticks. Then they have this fat kid shoving this hot dog down his throat. Why do they have the kids singing? This was my first The kids aren't shopping. The kids... Excuse me, ma'am. Where are the plumpers and the Trojans? Are the plumpers in aisle nine and the KY? (laughs) First of all, the kids are singing about plumpers, but it's the two moms that come in in the middle of that and was like, don't you love plumpers? And the other one is like, I haven't had a plumper since 82. There's more to love than a plumper! Like... Have you ever sat on a frozen plumper, Marge? Last week I did when I... There's more to love than a plumper! Damn it, Jimmy! Get out of here! Get out! Eat your fucking hot dog and let's go! I'm really... It's it's so hot in here. Is the air conditioning on? Uh, Why is this wiener burning? Did you put that... Did you put that KY jelly with cinnamon on it again? Get that off of the grill. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Throw it down my throat, Jimmy. <laughs> Throw it down my throat. I have to get you the tea ball. I mean tea bag. I mean tea ball. I'm going <laughs> to tea bag him. He's on the tea bag team. I mean tea ball team. Tea ba- I have to go, Marge. <laughs> Call me. There is more to love than a plumper. There's very little more to love than a plumper, but I'll tell you what else I love. An article from the Reno Gazette Journal, Reno, Nevada. That's how they say it out there. October 14th, 1969. Heart attack or bratwurst? I love that game. Dear Adlanders, I am a 71-year-old wheat farmer who has been reading your column in the Topeka paper for a good many years. I've never had any problems to write in about, but I have a story to tell you that might be worth listening to. In June, I was taken to the hospital and put on an oxygen, put in an oxygen tent. They thought I had a heart attack, although I tried to tell them it was too much bratwurst. The family gathered around my bed and I could hear them making funeral arrangements. They were arguing about whether to buy a $200 casket like they buried my brother in or a cheaper one. This made me mad. I sat straight up in bed and told them I had no intention of dying and to clear out. They looked shocked and somewhat disappointed. 
please tell your readers that just because a person is in a hospital bed does not mean he is unconscious and dying, and to please watch their language. Signed, Still Kicking. Dear Still, I'm glad you're still kicking, and I'm happy to pass on your good advice about people in hospital beds. I'm also going to take it easy on the bratwurst. <laughs> Christ, Anne. <laughs> what if, it, like, what if the man who, who was dying, his, like, dying wish was, he wants, you know, his the inside of his coffin to basically be like a hot dog, and then, like, a row of onions, a row of relish, and then some mustard and then some pickles and then someone's about to do ketchup and everyone's like no no no, no ketchup no ketchup you're gonna ruin it and everyone's like he's dead he's not a real hot dog you know that that's how the host of double dare is going to be buried but that would be nice that would be nice nice. why do people think ketchup ruins hot dogs but they really i don't know it's a chicago thing um from the wiener circle you can't go there and you can order whatever you want they treat you like shit which is not my favorite thing in the world to pay someone to treat me like shit because I'm not into BDSM. So I really don't want someone, especially if they're going to give me my wiener like that. Exactly. So. These guys, you should be able to tell how, tell them how you want your wiener. They shouldn't yeah. be able to throw you shit for your wiener. Yeah, but they do. Like, that's their thing. And they're like, it's Chicago. I'm like, you know what? I've had enough with the Chicago Go crap. Go fuck yourselves. Yes. And I, but they make the name on the, the theme of the restaurant. They're being like, we're just going to harass the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. And and that yeah, we're just gonna sense. yeah it's the BDSM we're gonna slap you in the face and give you a wiener. Yeah. What's that weird red onion mix? Like when they put what? onions in some sort of weird ketchup. Even just talking about it, it's like that's what people put on hot dogs. It's some sort of pickled. I don't know. You're talking about relish? No, it's like a red relish, not green. It's not pickles like regular pickles. It's a like a pickled onion or something. I don't know what it is. But whatever what it is, it's an odd sauce. And I thought it yeah. was a Chicago... Odd sauce on you. You got an odd sauce. You got an odd sauce on your wiener. <laughs> I can't. You might want to go see a doctor about I think that. that might actually be the last time I had a hot dog was in Fenway. A Fenway Frank is like six feet long. Yeah, oh, no, you that's really, another you thing. You have to unhinge your jaw. You have to Jessica Simpson it. No, see, the thing is, I don't, I don't want to be eating a hot dog. First of all, I'm not going to be at any fucking sporting event. Number two, I'm not going to be the gay guy fucking downing a hot dog. So I'm like, oh, look at you. Oh, oh, take it all the way down. You really like that wiener. Damn, boy. <laughs> yeah. So then it just goes on for however, like, a game goes on for three and a half days or something like that. No, thanks. Have you ever had cheese on a wiener? Um, yeah, but then I just went to the clinic. No, I've never had cheese. Oh, wait. <laughs> it comes with a yes, cream. Yes, I have. Well, remember we've talked about this when they used to sell hot dogs with cheese inside? Oh, my God. Yes. Let's go right. back to the atrocities of 1980s foods for a second. That was That's the time wild. when we were combining our peanut butter and jelly in one jar. We were That's putting cheese gross. in the middle of hot dogs. We were putting cheese in the middle of crust of pizza. Like, we're responsible for all of the horrors of... I, I blame the 80s. We were kids of the 80s. They were trying as if to the kill hot us. Dog, as if the hot dog isn't bad enough, then you're putting some artificial cheese with yeah. whatever preservative inside that fake garbage. And it's a tube. And, and you give it to a kid to eat. He didn't have a fucking chance. That was how I ate, though, growing up. 
I remember like hot dogs and beans nights where Moth would make hot dogs and put in a can of baked beans and you'd combine them all together. Like we were, you know, the Swiss family Robinson. Why were we camping? Why were we eating camp food inside? Are you, are you like a hobo or something? Did you have to, was the yeah, like rip open the kitchen and a floor? Dog yeah. And my, my shoes were ripped just at the front of them. And yeah, yeah. we lived yeah, like, like some, a classic some grease paint on. Yeah. I mean, when you think about that also side note as like a Halloween costume that kids wore all the time Hobo? and you're like, you're a homeless man. You're literally asking to be a homeless man who lives on trains for Halloween. Isn't it cute? It's funny because people are like, isn't that cute? He's a cute homeless man. Like, why don't you just have your kid like dress up like no shirt, no shoes, like a, a whisper of a pant and just like shit, like a, like 12 suckers stuck in his hair. Yeah. And like, just like spitting juice on people as they walk by him. Trick or treat. What are you dressed as? Randy Quaid? No. <laughs> exactly. Give him some chaw. Give him a, a sawed off top of a Pabst Blue Ribbon can. He'll oh, be like eating that, out right? of Horm- a can of Hormel chili. Oh, yeah. And the scene is set. And the best costume goes to Timmy from down the street. For being an aggressive, angry, homeless man. Let's hear it for Timmy. <laughs> All the kids that with sheets on. That needle looks so real. <laughs> All the kids wearing sheets to pretend to be ghosts are like, aw, next, next year. year. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. All right, give me an article. This is from the Macon News, Macon, Georgia, July 30th, 1962. Dear Abby. My wife invited her whole family out to the house for the 4th of July when she knew I had been having a lot of trouble with a bad back. I didn't even know I didn't even know anyone was coming until three carloads of them pulled into our driveway. I was in bed at the time and in such agony I could barely stand up straight. So my wife comes in and asks me if I would mind barbecuing hot dogs for 42 people. Uh-huh. I pulled myself out of bed and barbecued, but it almost killed me. I was so mad I didn't speak to her for a week. She still can't see where she did anything wrong. Can you explain it to her, woman to woman? Meshuggah. Meshuggah? Yeah. Like Meshuggah nun? I guess. Dear Mish, your wife was very inconsiderate to have invited guests, knowing your condition. But if you left a sick bed and in agony barbecued, but if you left a sick bed and in agony barbecued hot dogs for 42 people, you must have been delirious. Chew her out and get it over with. Does he mean, does she mean eat her out or does he like, or does chew? And because chew if she's is very chewing, different, very if different. he's chewing, that's very aggressive. And maybe there's like some kind of assault. Am I right? Or just salt. It will be well, painful. For I'm sure the both of them comes up. He's like, I'm going to chew you out. And then there's just blood. <laughs> no. God. You know what's funny? Because as you're talking, as you're doing this article, I was like, usually it's the guy that comes home and is like, get up and make dinner for my friends. Could you ever picture if if Jules came home and said that to me? No. Jules doesn't even come home and say, make dinner for yourself. (laughs) I don't trust, I would never trust me to make dinner for anybody. Uh, No, I can't even, no. Absolutely Except when not. it comes to grilling, it is kind of a primarily guy thing. And I hate to say that as a feminist. You don't see a lot of chicks grilling out when you have a party. You're like, I'm, I'm ran in the grill. I'm just going to be here flipping burgers and whatnot. 
as if so that's the only thing a man can do because clearly he can't do anything in the kitchen so let's just give him an open flame and some raw meat and just see what happens and then you make the tim allen noise oh, oh, oh i'm a man oh, oh, oh. did you ever like that a, show never in for a second no never. no him and kevin james can go get on a raft and, and cast away off into the woods. I don't care. I don't. I never saw the appeal. And yet, gajillionaires. These guys are gajillionaires because Thanks. they're the average guy. And I don't. It, I don't get it. Like you and I will never understand that humor in the same is way that really they that... won't get British humor. Well, yeah, I guess. But I mean, is that the average guy? I mean, you come home. You got some shitty kids. You got some okay wife. You just like grunt. You pretend that you're dumber than shit. You got some okay wife. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And you just like, like she's a solid five. Some, like just some kind of misogynistic show with, you know, Pamela Anderson as the tool girl. It's like, what the oh fuck? Oh my God. Well, a different time, first of all. Like, my tool wife, guy. My wife's a five, but thanks to inflation, she's an eight. Ah! tools but that is i mean like i think that you and i are not as exposed to the rest of the world as we think but when you travel enough and you go into the backwoods i once did a show in a honk literally a honky tonk bar in the bowels of pennsylvania it was so honky tonk that you know they had all the screens all the the tv screens and you think oh they're going to be playing games it was dirt bike racing on all the screens Oh, God. Yeah. That wasn't even baseball or basketball or something main, mainstream. It was dirt bike racing. That's And Kid then there wrestling. was me. And I'm in the middle of it, like, just get through without nobody shooting, with nobody shooting. <laughs> I, I really thought, this is where I die. This is how I die. And there was, but how I got them was there was like a place nearby called Big Bass Lake. And I thought it was Big Ass Lake. So I literally just called it entirely genuine. I was like, so we're right by the Big Ass Lake. That's the only way to connect. And they were like, I like this girl. She said ass. <laughs> yeah, no. I didn't. I also didn't understand Arsenio's dog pound. I just didn't understand barking <laughs> with dogs. Yeah, in general. Why is that yeah. the sign of masculinity? I don't get it. I, I, mean, I thought the point was we're not supposed to, we don't like it when we're called dogs, but then we're a part of a dog pound. Where Dirty no one, dog, yeah. I don't understand. I guess I just don't understand. You get to decide what kind of dog you are. Are you a dog that's owned by Michael Vick? Or are you a dog that has a little bit of class, like a chihuahua? Right. I'll go with the chihuahua. Thank you. And I will go with one final article for you from the Montgomery Advisor, Montgomery, Alabama, September 3rd, 2000. Now, there's no title on this. Are you ready? Dear Ann Landers, my mother recently married for the second time. Everything is working out well, except for a problem with her new sister-in-law. Diane, allegedly, never comes to mom's house without bringing food. She has been asked nicely to stop, but she continues to do it anyway. Last week, Diane showed up with hot dogs, baked beans, and an apple pie. Easter was the worst. Mom had prepared a beautiful dinner with all the traditional dishes and several desserts. Diane brought a meatloaf fried chicken, and half a cheesecake. Unfortunately, mom's new husband thinks whatever his sister does is fine. 
and he yells at my mother when she asks Diane not to bring food. It troubles me that mom is fighting with her new husband. Diane is driving her nuts. Any suggestions? Signed, a food fight in New Jersey. Of course, New Jersey. Dear NJ, Diane is going to continue to bring food to moms despite the number of times she has asked not to do so. So take charge and quarterback the action. No matter what Diane brings, tell her it looks wonderful. Praise her culinary skills, but insists dinner, insist the dinner mom prepared must be served or it will hurt mom's feelings. Then put whatever Diane brings immediately into the freezer. Be decisive and adamant. End of dilemma. And Again, I don't understand. I don't understand the baked beans. I just, it's like a barbecue. <laughs> a barbecue is hot with. enough. You have a hot, hot dog, hot beans. Why are you doing this to yourself? I Why don't you just have some like hot tea? What's that Mel, uh, I almost said Mel Melatonin? Melatonin. Melatonin. Uh, I'll keep guessing. Melanoma? Um, he wrote the producers. Mel Brooks. Mel that Brooks. Mel Brooks movie where they're all sitting around eating baked beans and just farting up a storm. Is that Blazing Saddles? There it is. I I blame Blazing Saddles. Ever since that movie, people are like, I got to get baked beans on the on the roster here. I don't under, I don't get it. Also, my mother makes atomic beans that could blow out your O-ring. Well, is that what they're called or is that what they turn We've into? called them atomic beans because what they did to a fa- our family on one fateful Christmas Eve where everybody mm. ended up standing on the deck and pretty Art much my Uncle away. Billy was skywriting for half of the night. Well, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. We've been maintaining a six-foot distance well before it was trendy. Yeah. Because of the I, baked I beans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know why don't that's you put, part like, of Don't it. you put sugar in baked beans? Oh, this is why my family loves it. It's all brown sugar. Right. There's nothing, so, there is no nutritional value in a hot dog baked bean combination. None. No. None. No. You might as well have, like, sh- like shove down a cement mixer with that. Absolutely. Like, because yeah, the way they'll sure. justify it is they think the hot dog is protein and that beans are a vegetable. No. Mm-hmm. Not when you smother them in 50 pounds of butter and brown sugar and hot dogs are asses and lips and hooves. There's nothing. Uh, Whatever hooves. Have you ever had what? a tofu dog? Like a tofurkey or not like a fake... Why did I do this? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why you're... The people at home I... don't understand the hand motion I just made to my face. The fist to which the is face. Just, this is the which, hot dog. Yeah. You're just like uh, like just a cum shot. Right? Exactly. Taking a, taking a dick. I'm giving you... Uh, no, oh, I've never no. had a... I've never had a tofurkey anything or tofat dog. But you've had an impossible burger. Yes, which I find impossible to digest. That was but that was our Bennigan's experience, which we left a skid mark there a mile long. I mean They were like, I didn't know aliens landed here because the crop circles she, outside this Bennigan's in Pennsylvania. Those two just levitated to their car. It's an amazing trick. It's great at parties. I guess the Jetsons are here. Also, with this article, she's kind of bitching about this chick bringing food. I wouldn't 
I wouldn't think like whenever I go to somebody's house for a party or dinner or whatever, don't you always bring something? So what's the yeah. bitching? Yeah, half a cheesecake shit? is weird. You're basically now bringing stuff in your house that you've eaten half of. That's I have like this half sandwich. Of a soda, like a half a thing of Pringles. Exactly. Oh my God, Pringles. An open bag of like Smarties. Yeah, everything half eaten. Mm-hmm. Like three slices of pizza left over from the night before. Like whatever you can grab in the house to just bring. Yeah, like a half a tub of, of hummus. With yes, like, a, a partially like a eaten chip inside of it. Yeah, <laughs> a mostly eaten dip, part of like a cheese log. <laughs> but a cheesecake, half a cheesecake, is more cheesecake than anyone could ever need. Yeah, no one. I mean, that's fine because she probably said the same thing. Who eats a whole cheesecake at these things? Exactly. Remember when we played the game last week, which was the um, "You're going to the chair. What's your final meal?" Right. My Jules's final dessert is a Junior's cheesecake. He loves cheesecake. Wow. And he said it like he was Billy Crystal. He was like, I like a good plain cheesecake with a nice black coffee from Junior's in Times Square. Oh, so delicious. He's from like another era. Well, we know this, but like now he's from another era, but he's like 95. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes all of his money and builds his own phone booth on the corner of 42nd and 8th Avenue to make all of his phone calls. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say to time travel. <laughs> <laughs> and a time travel. It's like we're suddenly Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves in the timeless classic, The Lake House. The Lake House. I got to rent which that. doesn't yo. make any sense. Did you okay. expect a Keanu Reeves movie to make sense? Did you expect it to be like inside the actor's studio? I thought it would be a little bit better than that. Wouldn't it be great if it was like, and now nominated for an Academy Award, Coda. And the lake house. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I really understood what the fuck was happening in that movie. I don't think ever. they understood it, but you know what? I'm going to go back and watch it now because I've never actually watched it. It's just been a punchline for me. It's just a punching well. bag at this point. All right. What do you say? You want to do some Instagram mail? Because I can't wait to share the specialty cocktail with you this week. It's horrifying. It's horrifying, and you're not here because you're on the Zoom, so you don't have to suffer through what I have to suffer through to do this. I struggle for my art. Should we do it? Yes. Ready? Yes, Over should. the horns and the and the sounds of New York. It's time. Time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Instagram mail. I just burped because we're talking about hot dogs and beans. It's making me gassy. I'm ingesting all the air. I've eaten little asses and hoops, lips and asses and hoops. Oh, that's the title of my autobiography. Lips, asses, asses and, hooves and hooves in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. Because this week we have an Instagram mail question. You can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial on your Instagram. Send us an advice question and we may answer it on the air right here every week. Patois, you want to hit me? Hit me with the Instagram! Dear Pod, the last of my good friends have just up and left New York, either moving upstate New Jer- Jersey or as far west as L.A. I feel like I feel like I'm the last one taking care of a dying friend. Should I move and find happiness elsewhere? Is this a sign of the times? Signed, and just like that, they left. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like I have these conversations every week. Anyway. Really? 
Dear And, it's no secret that the greatest city in the world is going through her Madonna crisis. Is she relevant? She doesn't look or sound the same. And what's the deal with the Mr. T necklaces lately? Doesn't she have a safe or does she have to wear everything she owns all at once? I think your friends just don't want to wait around for the city to be good again or for a good Madonna record. Hell, at this point, we'd be happy with a single or a jingle or even a door chime from Madonna. And like Madonna's new face, we just don't have the patience to wait around to see how it all settles. Mm -hmm. I don't blame your friends for moving and maybe they're onto something. Drag racing is cool for RuPaul, but not every day on the street. I mean, Lord help us all. Take some time and make a list of pros and cons to leave to leaving the city. Even Carrie Bradshaw left for a minute and then she came back and then she lost her best friend and then her husband died and then she had to move out of her apartment. She lost her sense of humor. Anyway, I'll go on. Maybe it's time to forge anew and bring your New York sense and sensibility to Dubuque, Des Moines, Davenport, Marshalltown, Mason City, Keokuk, Ames, Orange City, New Jersey. You decide. If we left out the part that Carrie left, she came back, she got married, her husband died on a Peloton, she had the ability to call 911 and she chose not to. But that's I mean, just, maybe she's, I'm maybe she's, that was her revenge. She's like, listen, forget my name and I'm going to forget 911. In fact, forget I ever lived here and forget you ever lived, period. I'm not calling <laughs> this number. So horrible. We'll get to this. I want to get into a bigger discussion on what this is, but here's what Anne has to say. Dear Just, like I say to my Jules whenever he eats dairy, what is your gut telling you? Sounds to me like your one illegal dirt bike incident or human dump on your stoop away from making the move yourself. Sounds like you got a case of the green-eyed monster. And no, I'm not talking about Kristen Stewart. I'm talking about your clear jealousy for your pals who are flying the coop. It sounds like you're finding nobility in caring for, quote, unquote, your dying friend. Here's the thing about nursing a, quote, unquote, dying friend. Your compassion fatigue can only take you so far when you realize you're paying four grand a month for a closet, especially when that dying friend is surrounded by aggressive panhandlers, knockoff Elmo's, and that lady on 38th and 8th who keeps taking off her pants. At a certain age, you may want to leave the party. You may well wake up one day and look around and realize you're the only one left there covered in cocaine holding a tab for 50K. That was a rough night at Studio 54, believe you me. But I digress. Maybe you need to take your city fatigue and hit the road for a week or two. Get out, live a little, get some sun and recharge your batteries. Go have some experiences that don't involve walking over people disguised as piles of trash. Come back with some stories that don't end with, it took me three subways and an Uber. Once you come back with a clearer head, you can make clearer decisions, but you got to get out of the hornet's nest so you can heal yourself. Think. Good luck, you questioning son of a bitch, and happy moving. So you said a lot of people are leaving the city every week. This seems to ring very close, cut close to the bone for you. I think. It, uh, I, yes, I feel like like another one of our our, uh, our very good friends, her good friends, left. <clears throat> kind of without even saying, like, we're going to miss you or whatever. And they ghosted. And, left. and um, you know, it's very jarring because, you know, you, you build these little communities here and then all of a sudden you turn around and then one by one people are like, 
you know they're like oh but we're just we're just you know yeah upstate or we're just here but it's not the same no you're not just around the corner you're not just anything once you leave the city you're not just around the river bend you're no. not even just anything when you're in queens or brooklyn no um yeah i i mean yeah i i think this this <laughs> might have to do with and this is a shocking thing for me to say so hold on to your crotch okay this has to do with aging too i feel like Oh my God. You know, I, and this is what I said with all the anger and the rage that's going on in the city. I said to my young Jules, I said, I, I, I don't know what it would be like to live here right now. I don't think that being able to not release your sphincter every day when you mm-hmm. leave your house, your guard is up. There is a quality of life that you're like, what the fuck am I doing at a certain point? And I believe me, I've reached this fever pitch at least once a week. And then something happens that you're like, well, I have to stay here for this. Right. It's a push and pull. It's the worst tug of war game you've ever played in your life. It's a lot like performing. It's like, well, maybe if I get this and then if it happens, great. It changes my whole life. Yeah. It's, it's like gambling, which is how I live my life every day of my life. Oh, that's nice. I know. Isn't it nice and comforting? I don't have any stomach lining left and you wonder why I am the way that I am. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I would think that if like any kind of opportunity for Marcus or I to any other place, I think I'd be like, eh, I'll entertain it. Really? Yeah. He will or you will? I, I definitely would. If Marcus came in right now and said, hey, I have this great opportunity. Do you want to move to Colorado? Right. I'd be like, yeah, I'll go. Hands down. Any place in the world, you wouldn't hesitate. I don't think I'd go back to Chicago. Absolutely not. Anywhere but there. Right. Have we ever played the game of where would you move right now if you could move anywhere? I think I'd move west. I think I'm done with the East Coast. There's nothing over here that I'd want. The Midwest I've already been to. And L.A., there's absolutely no way. So what are you thinking? Give me a break. Oh, my God. Can you imagine you in Texas? No, I cannot. Get your cowboy hats out. Or... uh, Someone was just talking about moving to Arizona. And I'm like, <gasps> I was in Arizona the, during the summer once. It was as if I were on fucking Mars. I have never been hotter in my fucking... I felt like a fucking hot dog. Oh, my God. I've, ne- I've never been more burnt in such a short period of time. You were a like plucker's? Wait, fire. what was the name of the hot dog? Plumpers, a plucker's. Plumpers. You're a plumper's hot dog. There was a little more plumpers to love that Could night. you picture me in the in the desert? No, I can't. Also, it, well, yeah, if you're dead. Could you also picture me in Texas looking comfortable in any cowboy hat? No. <laughs> exactly. So where would you go? Like Pacific Northwest? Perhaps. Like I mean, Sonoma? Like Napa? Like wine country? I'm just uh, asking because I need a place to crash. Um, I don't think wine country. Maybe just Pennsylvania. Maybe Ew! <laughs> <laughs> I will not let you go to Pennsylvania. You can go anywhere but there. Though I, I mean, am going to Amish country on a road trip with some friends of ours in a couple of weeks, so that should be fun. So I'll let you know exciting. if the guy who poked you is, is still in the farmer's market. A Gary Busey's brother? <laughs> Only you. <laughs> Speaking of Gary Busey's brother, are you ready for our final segment of the evening? Very excited and horrified for this. Yes. It's time, time for, for 
A specialty cocktail. Specialty drink. You're not ready for the specialty drink. Whenever we're on Zoom, we can't sing at the same time because there's a nope. delay because of shitty Wi-Fi. Oh, the shitty Wi-Fi. Well, what? hold on to your plumpers, baby, because this week's specialty cocktail, you're going to burst out either side if you're ready for this one. Hey, are they eating plumpers? <laughs> this week's specialty cocktail is Pabst. Oh, That's right. Down home flavor. Because be what goes better with Lots processed meat than America's most basic beer? Here are the ingredients. You ready? One Garbage. can. Pabst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a sense of dignity should be a secret ingredient in this, like a sense of self-pride. I mean, my God. Here are the uh, the tasting notes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. But what you have to do, open can of Pabst, question all of your life choices. Those are the directions for how you drink it. Since 1844, the Pabst Brewing Company has been keeping the average football-watching, hot-dog-eating, miracle-loving public buzzed on a budget with over two dozen brands of beer and malt liquor. Pabst Blue Ribbon, also known as PBR, is the namesake of the Pabst Brewing Company products. Originally called Best Select, then Pabst Select, the current name came from the blue ribbons that were tied around the neck of the bottles, a practice that ran from 1882 until 1916 and, discontin- and was discontinued due to a silk shortage during World War I. After Prohibition, the blue ribbons were once again tied around the neck of the bottle, a custom that endured from 1933 until 1950. What a wonderful time. Pabst won America's Best at the World's Columbian Expo in 1893. Despite several ups and downs, shifts in company leadership and headquarters moving from state to state, PBR has hung on longer than Betty White. And thanks to the rise of inflation and white supremacy rallies, it has seen a recent resurgence in popularity. So hop on the beer train this summer and crack open a cold one while you watch your hot dogs cook to a nice golden char. You'll be farting into the couch cushions all season long with some Pabst Blue Ribbon. See you at the uh, at the fair, the 4-H fair. All right, here we go. I'm horrified because I do not drink beer, in case you don't know this about me. In fact, I'm well, fairly Don't terrified. worry about it. It's not beer. Oh, it's just like yellow air. It's yellow water. Okay, ready? It's like uh, ashtray water. You get ready for the hor- horrible sound of just yeah. human defeat. That's it. Right there. I lost five IQ points. Yeah. Right there. There you go. Suck back that yeah, finger. That's, that's the sound of uh, getting. What's a, it smell like? What's it smell like? What's what's when you get when you get a high school diploma? You don't get a high. You don't graduate. You get a GED. Uh huh. That smells like GED. What does it smell like? It smells like GED. It doesn't smell like the Hudson. Oh, oh my God! I just brought it close to my face so I could smell it, and I just pushed it in my mouth. <laughs> Story. Oh, How many girls yeah. in PBRs? Ready? I just can't. can't. Here's the thing. Here's what you should know about me, and nobody arrest my father. But growing up, my father loves. My father is currently all about the PBR. He loves PBR. I don't know why he's like retract. Like he's 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 retreating in his older age. He's like, uh, uh, I just get giving up. So he's drinking PBR again. But he used to gr- drink Coors Light all the time. Look at him taking another sip. Patty, what's wrong with me? I don't know. Oh, it's just ass. It's just liquid ass. 
God, I wish you were here to suffer through this shit with me. Just watching you drink that thing, I just know that there's there has to be like a rim of like ash on the top. Yeah, you know it's how probably it like tastes. autopsy juice. Oh my god, this smells like my dorm room. Um, oh, are you still in school? Yeah, I, it brings me right back to college when it was like we would drink natty light and just keep the cans for no reason except to pee in them or spit in them or whatever. Um, oh, tra- tra- so my father would drink Coors Light, but I was a kid. I was like three or four. <laughs> if this doesn't tell you anything you need to know, that I wanted whatever that was that he was drinking. So he would take a little Dixie cup and put like a few, oh, put like a quarter of a quarter of a shot in a Dixie cup. And I would drink Coors Light with my father when I was a kid. Oh, that's nice. Nobody that's arrest nice. my father. He's a beautiful father. Beautiful. Yes. He did a Who wonderful loves- job with this mess. Yes. Oh my God, you instantly burp when you drink this stuff. It's disgusting. What does the burp smell like? It's like fish and chips? Failure. Okay. It smells like my first hookup. Like a dog pound? Yeah, no. It smells like... Like everybody in New Hampshire has a a boat that's like a pontoon boat. We call them a party boat, and that's what it kind of smells like. It smells like the carpet on a pontoon boat. Okay, so like, like people have spilled it enough where it absorbs. Yeah. Yeah. Like moldy uh synthetic carpet. It smells like Ithaca College. Oh. It smells like Ithaca. Yeah, just in general. Ithaca's yeah. weird. That's where um all the inspiration for Twin Peaks came from. All the Maybe we should have our own beer called Ithaca. Or just Newark. There's an and Ithaca beer. <laughs> If you open up Newark beer, like this cloud, come, like a mushroom cloud. Yeah, first of all, it would be first. half empty. Right. And it, it would come with a with a pair of um, nude-colored leggings. Oh, I like, like that. Like, that's the packaging. You Because nothing beats a great pair of legs. Like nude-colored leggings. Mm-hmm. That's I've seen so many nude-colored leggings on the streets of Newark, and I'm like, why are you even... It doesn't... You can wear no pants. Just wear no pants. If that's yeah, what if that. a nude legging with like nothing covering your ass is what you're up for, wear no pants. And this was at jury duty. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.